here's a podcast parody of some horror movies. Greetings, Tyler. Would you like to play a game? Uh, what game? Tetris on hard. No! I do a podcast with dead people. Hello. Sometimes they don't know they're dead. How you doing? Rise, my monster. Rise! <laughs> Everybody and welcome to episode one of Boop. It's a podcast. Oh, I am your host, Tyler, <laughs> on this journey through spooky, scary proportions. We're gonna take you through a living nightmare. And I'm joined by Malake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> um. I hi. I am Malik, aka the one black guy. So I will be dead by this by the time this podcast gets rolling <laughs> in, in true horror movie fashion. Hey, Malik, check your uh, check your stomach real quick. <laughs> it's like we are a horror movie now. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Like I said in the last episode, is uh, all throughout this month we're gonna be we're gonna be discussing a lot of stuff, uh, spooky horror, Halloween related, just to get you guys in the mood for the season. You know. Yes, like pumpkin spice. Yeah. So yeah, you know you what? Actually, never sit ha- back. Yeah. Here's what I want you to do: sit back, grab yourself a pumpkin spice latte, unless you don't like that. You know, get yourself something fall related, maybe some hot chocolate or some shit, and just sit back and listen to this show, man. You know, I've never, ever had, like, anything ever pumpkin spice. I Me always neither. I always advertise, but I've never had a pumpkin spice latte or pumpkin spice anything. Yeah, I've it's... never had it either, but what I do have right here, actually, I'm not fucking kidding. Like, you, you can hear me fidgeting with it. I legitimately have candy corn. Nice. <laughs> I don't like candy corn. It's all right. Well, I fucking I don't love like candy it. corn. It's not that, I don't know. It's not that I don't like it. I'm just very... I need it in small bursts, though. I can't, like, eat an entire bag of carb of, uh... Um... Candy corn. I'd lost track of what it was called for a second there. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an all right candy, but there are definitely much more better candies. I'm more of a chocoholic myself. Oh, yeah, same here. But yeah, I do I like love, candy I corn around chocolate. the fall season. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm trying to think what, what else uh, is going on with me in the fall Halloween spooky season. I'm thinking about trying to start and like stream more. So I actually found a indie horror game and I'm really excited to play more that I want. I'm thinking about streaming soon. It's called The Moons of Madness. The Moons of Madness, you say? Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's about a guy um, on Mars living, uh, doing some like science stuff with his science group, and uh, madness ensues. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, I may or may not be streaming that. So keep an eye out for me streaming on Twitch for that. If you guys want to see me play some indie horror, also love. It's also like Lovecrafty and Cosmic Horror. And, you know, but I, people I aren't going to know stuff. your Twitch without unless you tell them your username, Malik. I am so my username is mman three one six one, but I'm going to try to change it to the Jedi Smark soon because oh yeah, like you the, did that on TikTok. Yeah, I saw. That's, yeah, that's that's my name. I want to go by now and like all my social media <laughs> and all that stuff. I want. I'm trying Fair. to build a brand here around Hots. But I'll have Hots a podcast with the Jedi Smark on Hots a podcast. Cool, cool. I back then, you didn't, your your brand name used to be your your old gamer tag used to be Epic Ponage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It still is on Twitch. Ah, oh, nice. But yeah, that that that'd be dope. That'd be uh, dope if you brought that Epic Ponage and the Jedi Smart take it on Twitch one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, fall, man. It's it's such a great season, you know. Oh, I love the too- Halloween season so much. Even as a kid, it's like not too hot, not too cold. Yeah. Although the weather's a little bit fucky right now, between what, bouncing between hot and cold, but that's what another was story. Your, what was your first Halloween costume as a kid? An M&M. Really, an M&M? Yeah, uh, so there's a picture of me, my mom, or no, my mom took the picture, but it's me, we we all, it was me, my mom, my mom's friend, and her two daughters. Um, The only, the people in the picture are me, my mom's friend, and her two daughters, but all three of the, me and the two daughters are M&Ms, and then my mom's friend is the bag of M&Ms, so that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. I believe that was my first costume, at least as far back as I know of. 
my earliest one I remember was kindergarten. Was uh, I was actually dressed up uh, like a I dressed up like a doctor, which is like such a, as I think back like what a boring ass costume. <laughs> I am the doctor. My uh, my parents got it for me. I think me, both me and my sister were doctors. I'm like, huh? Like I, I guess I'm a doctor, huh? I remember That's... Scream was like the big costume when I was growing up. Yeah, it was always the go to costume for people. Yeah, Ghostface. That's who I meant to say. Mm-hmm. But um, no, well, no, Scream's a problem. But like, no, yeah. I'm just like, I'm not correcting. You. I'm just like, you know, no, I know what called. you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Ghostface was the go to costume when I was a kid, or at least the spooky costume for kids, because he was kind of mm-hmm. like. He's kind of like horror, but like I guess the kids could get into it and stuff like yeah, that. It's it also like it was also just very simple too, of just a black cloak and then yeah. you got the mask, and that was kind of it. It was really really easy to replicate. Um, mm. you a blast from the past, everybody. Y'all remember the fucking bloody the bloody ghost face mask? That oh you would squeeze God. the fucking heart pump and it would so, shoot blood. <laughs> so back when I was in um back when I was uh working back when I used to work at GameStop and I worked um. Uh, down at the um, I, I worked down at the uh, the uh, um, GameStop six six six. You're aware of the number. Yeah. Um, oh, the, yeah, like that's another story for why. That I was a perfect that. story to bring up because uh, you know it's it's fits Halloween six six six. Yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, I, I was sit I was I, I was working the cash register and a bunch of kids actually walked in with a um hockey mask and they just like act and they stood in the door and like can I can I help you and they just activated the blood I'm like oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and they just left I'm like oh that's funny all right and yeah that was that was around Halloween time yeah I got um I've been keeping I got LED lights in my room and I keep it at I keep the the one set is set to red the other is set to orange and it just really feels like nice and chill in this room I just have the one set to red behind my TV. Me and Tim have also been watching horror movies. I just watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space the other night. Oh my Ooh. god, that movie is anybody that's seen it can vouch for me. That movie is so fucking cheesy, but like in the best way possible. <laughs> it's such a good movie. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, what horror movie have I watched recently? I've been I've been itching to watch um uh Child's Play um a little bit cuz I remember the first Child's Play was trying try to be like legitimately horror. And then you had like the other child's play where Chucky's like Chucky's like trying to steal the body of a young black boy, and he's like Chucky's gonna, and Chucky, he literally has the line where he goes, "You hear that? Chucky's gonna be a bro." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yikes! Oh my god, there was the one, um, the bride of Chucky, because I love how like um, Chucky's beaten in that one. Spoilers for anyone looking to watch the Bride of Chucky, a very old movie now. But um, uh, in that bit, um, uh, Chucky's um, like bride, his girlfriend, like they they take a couple hostage, and they're like driving in like. And like a, a, a RV, and um, the way they beat them is that Chucky has a gun on the one guy, and the and the um, the uh, the 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 bride is like with the with his girlfriend in the back, and the guy goes. And the guy go and the guy kind of like goes Chucky's ego, where it's like maybe like you should like you should like show her that like you're the man. And he's like, and Chucky's like you know what right, I should. And then he and then Chucky goes to Brad goes, hey babe, you wanna you wanna get those dishes done? <laughs> you, you, you wanna get them done? And then she like starts throwing them at him and throwing a fit and stuff. He's like, what about? And Chucky goes, what about Martha Stewart? <laughs> it was like, really funny. So I just got um I just got word today that apparently the nicest lord in Resident Evil Seven is the the dollhouse one. Depend like that's like nice to big. obviously it's nice to a fault but like it's like the nicer one to you apparently from what I was told. I I I I argue I I argue against that. I I you can make a case that Heisenberg is arguably the nicer one from like what happens with that doll chick like. I'm just gonna say it right now, she psychologically tortures Ethan and Resident yeah. Evil. Village. I do, I do not like her. Like she, like I understand she has a sad upbringing. She has a very like tragic backstory. She is genuinely mentally torturing Ethan, and I, I do not, I do not care for her. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a little bit of a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, um, uh, a stretch to say that like she's the nicest one. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, changing changing subjects here because I we, I believe we had a plan for this episode. Actually, we I know did not you... have a plan. We did not have a plan. We just wanted to talk about some like spooky stuff. Yeah, we do. We never have a plan, guys. We wing this yeah. all the time. But I know yeah. you have been investigating urban legends lately. Oh yeah, because I actually found out Philadelphia has a couple urban legends um around um 
we had a uh, we had a couple um we had we had a couple things going on. Uh, one of our most famous ones is the the ghost scepter. Uh, Philadelphia apparently has a ghost scepter. Where, yeah, you were um, talking about me. You were talking about this to me the other day. Yes, um, uh, the whole. I thought yeah. it was interesting. Yeah, the whole concept of Philadelphia's ghost scepter is um, if you are walking around the streets of Philly at night and you are at your lowest point, you feel like you've got nothing left and you and you've got nowhere to go and there's like no and you feel like there's no hope for you, then a SEPTA bus will appear to you and it will have zero on it and it will say to like it, the destination will say like to nowhere. <coughs> and if the the bus will stop and like offer itself to you and if you get on You'll just ride that bus for however long you're on that bus, and like, and and like, and once you like get off the bus, like, like, like uh, any amount of time like has passed and stuff like that. And people and like it said like you won't have memory of your time on the bus. You won't be able to remember, or at least they'll be very fuzzy or hazy. You won't remember the driver. There, there are also reports of some like uh, well, not reports, but you know, there's also like urban legend, legends of like people have gotten on the bus and just never gotten off. That's crazy. Yeah, and again, like I, I'm so curious about like how that kind of thing started here in Philly, but like, like what? Because again, like all urban legends have had to have had like some form of like truth to start them. Or well, stuff yeah, like the that. thing is, is that a lot of people like when they think of Philly, they think immediately cheesesteaks. They also think <laughs> most likely the Eagles, and then on top yeah. of that, they another one that they think of is Septibuses. Yeah. So like. The big thing is that, like, you know, for an urban legend to be based around a septa bus, it kind of, it's kind of interesting, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like a Philly staple. Yeah, and again, it's just like, it, it is just like a creepy thought to think just out there, there's just a bus with a zero on a septa bus with a zero out there, just like, riding around looking for its next passenger. And like, and, and then like, and then, you know, it's got the back, the thing where it backs up, it's like, yeah, you won't remember the fact that I'm, uh, you, uh, that you um were on the bus it's just like oh man um yeah but that's like probably one of our more well-known um urban legends here in philly we've got a couple others but uh that, that one i just like i really like that's like i just like that one just like sticks to me because like it just like because again like i've walked around because like you just think back to all the times you've just walked around philly at night on yourself like i've walked yeah and you're like have i seen that bus before you know yeah. like yeah, i've like, been pretty low and, I, and I've seen, and I just think back to like buses that like have ridden past me. I'm like, well, why didn't that stop? Like, and you know, when it didn't have thing on there, it's just like, it's like, and it's just like, it's just thinking back to those. Things. I remember like I used to work in the city, and I've like, I would have like rough days, and like just like walking home by myself, and it's just like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it is really crazy to think about. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I there's another story that I wanted to bring up as well about mm-hmm. uh about a man named Raven Robinson. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise known as Charlie No Face, this is a guy who back in the day he was um apparently he was in the military and he was doing some electrical thing and he had an accident and it really fucked up his face like mm-hmm. really badly. I'm looking into it right now. It says in 1919 when Raymond Robinson was eight years old he was reaching for a bird's nest at the top of an electrical pole. So never mind he. I don't know why he's pictured wearing an army jacket. So maybe he wasn't in the army, but I don't know. It says, yeah, he was reaching for a bird's nest at the top of an electrical pole when he was suddenly shocked with 11,000 volts of electricity and sent flying to the ground in a blinding flash. The high voltage shock burnt Robinson's face and arms, leaving holes where his eyes and nose once were. It, it, the, the, the picture, if you guys want to look him up, uh, Ray Robinson or Charlie no face, look him up on Google and you'll see the face. It's pretty fucking scary. Not going to lie. says, despite this horrific injury, reports at the time noted that he was in good spirits and that he could still hear and talk. For the next 65 years, he would sequester himself in his family home in Copal, Pennsylvania, making belts, wallets, and doormats and selling them to generate a small income. He would only leave his house on walks he took in the dead of night to avoid scaring people with his appearance. It was from these walks that the legend of the green man started to develop when high school kids would spot him from their car walking along State Route 351. It's likely that the name green man came from how the car lights would reflect off of Robinson's uh, flannels when they passed him in the night. But basically, the urban legend for him is that after he died... Uh, apparently, if you go down that that state route three fifty one late at night, he'll actually appear to you. And what he does is let me pull this up here. 
It says the legend goes that he roams that hollow late at night and chases the Parkers and the loafers. So basically what I was told, I didn't, I don't know anything about chasing, but what I was told is that if you go up to that state and you park off on the side, he will actually appear to you and come up along your passenger side, uh, uh, window. And he doesn't do anything in particular. Like he doesn't bash the window or like knock on it or anything like that. He just waits and you can actually open up the car door and he'll get in and sit in your passenger side. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah. Like he'll sit on your passenger side and he won't do anything either. He'll just sit there. And apparently, um, you know, if you try to, if you try to call the police or anything like that, they'll come up and then he disappears. That, ooh, that, that, that's, ooh, that's, that's, that's starting to creep me out. Jesus. Um, Another one of Philly's, um, like probably like one of the most famous ones in Philly is uh, the uh, the Philadelphia State Hospital, the Byberry Asylum. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure you heard of that one. Uh, no. It was in Northeast uh, actually, and it was like on like the the border. Well, yeah, Byberry's pretty Salem. northeast. Yeah, and it was it was on the border of Ben Salem. It was this like uh, it was the state the state like mental hospital that was like became like it it became like well it became infamous for like um. A, patients being abused and stuff like that and it's a lot of like bad stuff went down in there like actual history and uh pretty soon the, the place got shut down but it stayed in philly for the longest time i don't i don't think it got demolished till like 2006 or 2002 i think it's, it was either 2002 or 2006 where like the the place officially got demolished but for the longest time it stood and then like they were like it was a problem because so many kids would go in all the time to explore it um, actual like Satanist cults would go inside and like use it for like rituals and stuff like that. Uh, and, and like and like it just and it just became a problem. And like the people of Bob Area like actually said like no we got we got like shut this we got like shut this down like it's got it's got to go. Uh, and uh, it got officially taken down. But like there's rumors that like just all like the negativity and just all like the energy from like that like. Um, if you go to like where the building once stood, then like you, at night you'll see like a creature like roaming it, like just like because it was cut summoned there by like all like of just like what happened in this spot and like all the pain, the death, and the abuse of the mentally ill. It's like what Jesus. kind of a creature? Just like it's like it's it's just described as like I think like dark and all fours and stuff like that, and it's like roams the area. It's like some sort of like demon, but like yeah, it's it's just it's like Byberry is one of like Philadelphia's like more famous. Uh, like another one of its like most famous like urban legends. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, again like it, used to, it, it was an actual place that too, like a lot of like there were Satan cults and stuff like that. It just it was an it was an actual like problem, but again like. The lot is still there, and like it's still like, and like you know, it's like it, it, some people say they see some shit over there. Some of the craziest shit, man. <clears throat> I've done, I've had a lot of points in my life where I've gone to like uh, abandoned houses and such and mm -hmm. explored them and stuff. Um, cause you know, part of the part of the whole like urban legend stuff comes from exploring a lot of abandoned places, mm -hmm. you know, and. You know, I've seen cabins in the woods and stuff like that, and I've gone into the places like that, and I've had some pretty spooky experiences. Um, I remember this one. We were driving. Here, there, there's this road. Um, if you're in Pottstown, there's this road right by the Coventry Mall. It's actually behind the Coventry Mall. And basically, this road, late at night, if you go down the road... Oh shit! Something just went off in my closet. Now I'm freaking out. <laughs> but, um, so if you go down this road late at night, you'll actually like, from what I've been told, you'll hear like a carriage come down. And we tried to investigate it one night, and uh, we went down, and we actually legitimately heard the carriage. Like we heard hoofs oh hitting, like hitting the ground and stuff like that. And at one point, my buddy's car didn't start. And we were like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, this, oh, man, I guess Tyler died in this story. <laughs> <laughs> See, the secret is, is that I'm actually not living right now. I've been a oh. ghost this entire time. Uh, so we <laughs> called it in the call back to the intro. Um, there, I remember back when, like, I was, like, um, back when I was, like, uh, in, in middle school, we had this, like, the, when we went to recess, we had a we had a park right across the street from us, and we had a uh, a playground like in our school's yard. So sometimes some days we go to the schoolyard, some days we go to the park. The park now in the park there was just this like 
little cottage. There was there was like the playground, a giant hill you went down, the baseball field. But on the right towards the baseball field, there was just this giant, just they're not giant, but like there was just this big, abandoned, like almost cottage like house that was there. And it just like it was always boarded up. And like again, we weren't allowed to go anywhere near. And the teacher saw you. They they, they both was like, hey, you gotta go, you gotta away from, you gotta get away from, you gotta away from. But like it just as I think that it, it just gave off just like weird vibes, you know? It's, yeah, it's something about it just seemed off. I remember one day apparently like a dead dog was found next to it. It's like yikes! It's just, ooh. It just, I, I think back to that place sometimes. Like, ooh, because I actually I, I actually drove past my old elementary school and the park was right there, and I, I thought right back to that like that uh that that old um uh, that that old um house. It's like, ooh. Yeah, man. Places like that are really fucking creepy. Like, you don't know what went on in that house. Like, there's all those stories about, like, you know, there was a wife that gotten beaten in that house and stuff like that until she inevitably inevitably died. And now she haunts the place and stuff like that. It's crazy shit, you know? Going back, I got two more good Philly urban legends to tell. I think this one's not as scary, but apparently... Uh, Benjamin Franklin's ghost haunts multiple locations across Philadelphia. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, there's uh, apparently you can spot him reading a book at um, a library named after him. You can also spot him at his grave. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently, ben- apparently Benjamin just like fucking hangs out wherever. He's like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's dope being dead. <laughs> One of the weirdest things when I went to um, <coughs> sorry, I'm eating some candy corn. No, you're good. You're good. When I went to um. When I went to Comic-Con in 2015, um, there was this guy who was, I, I assumed, cosplaying Benjamin Franklin, right? Mm-hmm. But what was scary, what was freaky about him was that he looked exactly like Benjamin Franklin. Like, damn near fucking spitting image of this man, right? And I, I go up to like, him, it's like and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I mean, like it was actually better than that. Like, you can find the picture on my Facebook, Malik. Like, you'll see it. It looks just like him. And fucking, I go up to him, you know, trying to joke around, saying, like, aha, this guy's cosplaying Benjamin Franklin. Um, I go up to him, and I go, oh, my God, it's Benjamin Franklin. He goes, well, hello there, and stuff like that. And I'm like, do you mind if I get a picture with you? And he legitimately goes, a picture? And I'm like, uh, can I get a can I get an artist rendition of us? And he's like, absolutely, and stuff like that. Like now, obviously, this is just a really good cosplayer who's getting into the role and stuff like that. But part of me was like, what if? <laughs> you turn around, you go back to like whoever you're with. I don't know if you're hanging with Adam or something. Like you go back, you're just like, hey, let's get a picture of that Benjamin Franklin cosplayer. Tyler, what Benjamin Franklin cost? Well, Adam was the one that took the picture, but the thing is, is that we never saw him again. (laughs) That was Benjamin Franklin. Like, we've gone to Comic-Con each year after that, never saw this man again. We didn't even see him the next day. Actually, I don't, now that I think about it, I don't recall seeing him around the con until any time (laughs) after that. It was weird. Oh my god! This is gonna be my last Philadelphia urban legend that I know about. But um, uh, we used to have. I think this. I think it's shut down now. But we used to have a tavern called. Uh, it was called. Like, I think it was called City Tavern. I believe. You, you ever heard of it? Uh no. Oh god! I think it's what. Hold on. Let me double check that. But uh, it had two ghosts. Apparently, people had report had reported seeing. Um, yeah, it's called City Tavern Philadelphia. Apparently, it's permanently closed. I don't know for sure. But um, it's one of like, apparently it's like it's haunted in Philly, and there was two ghosts that reported seen there. Um, one was um the ghost of a waiter who had died. Um, he would actually like apparently like he would actually like actually take orders, and people would go like, hey, I never got my food, and it's like no one came and took your order. Yeah, <laughs> and, so, and, it'd be, and it'd be like that. It's like no one. So so like yeah, and like apparently like and he still like does his job. I'm like man, that's a dedicated man to his job even when he's dead. <laughs> And then another one we have is a bit more morbid. Apparently, a, there was a charred bride ghost, like a a, like a a a bride who had like died in a fire in this tavern, and she could be seen um like just like uh, just like walking the bar at night sometimes, and she's like burnt up because she died in the fire. Uh, people actually still have weddings in that tavern too, which is like <laughs> like yikes. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That makes me uh that makes me think about shit like yeah when I was younger I used to stay away from a lot of scary stuff but I used to be a big fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark and Nickelodeon. Oh, Are You Afraid of the Dark was so fucking. Good. It was, 
But like some of the episodes are a bit questionable if you watch the John Tron videos, but like <laughs> some of them are questionable. But um yeah, I remember just like I remember I would sit down in my living room and watch like TV and Are You Afraid of the Dark would come on, but like the intro music alone used to just scare the shit out of me. But then like I'd watch these stories and stuff like that and I used to legitimately get freaked out as a kid. Like cuz I was when I was a kid I was a scared little shit. Now Same. nothing really gets to me. I mean, like I, things I, I do scare to, me, but like not as easily as you think. I I used to be horribly afraid of dogs when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I used to like just freak out whenever I saw a dog. Now it's like, oh, dog. See, I get a little bit hesitant with dogs when I see them. I love dogs. I absolutely one hundred percent love dogs. The thing is, is when I see a stranger's dog, I don't I get a little hesitant with them like today I was going to work and and somebody in my complex was like was walking their dog and the dog comes up or um I'm walking up and this dog just kind of like lays down for a quick second like almost as if it was getting ready to jump or something but I got a little hesitant because I've been bitten by a dog a couple years back Mm -hmm. um from somebody in my complex but like since I've been bitten by a dog like just a random dog that I thought was friendly, but jumped up and actually attacked me that I get really hesitant now when I see strangers dogs, because I never truly know if it's going to happen again, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like the craziest thing. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a big grown dude. I can, I could overpower a dog if I needed to. <laughs> Please, nobody take that out of context. <laughs> but I do get a little hesitant where I'm like, okay, what if this dog jumps at me? Like, what am I going to do? But, like, normally when the dog, when I find out the dog is friendly, I'm, I'm all over it. I'm like, oh, what's up? What's up? Like... I, just, I I was thinking like it's like everyone's gonna line up to like at, outside your house like pit bulls and Rottweilers and German Shepherds like you, say, you can overpower a dog right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but yeah, it's, it's my biggest phobia that I still have to this day is um is rats. I I have a bad rat phobia. Oh really? Yeah. To which one of our friends um I told them this because like because like um we were walking through the subway. And a rat like robot ro- like ran by. And I kind of like froze up and kind of like like froze and like flinched. And yeah. like, and the one friend you you know who they are. We just hung out with them recently. And um, they went um okay. Uh, they went uh, oh so if I got a pet rat and what if I put it on your face when you slept? I'm like okay so you just don't want me <laughs> at your house anymore. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm like okay, yeah I, I have a, I had a, I have a bad rat phobia. So that's why I was so conflicted on the Suicide Squad. I'm like ah. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember you were scheming out through that movie. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Yeah, I I'm trying to think of some of my big phobias. I am afraid of heights. Um not like super afraid of the heights, like I, I've kinda gotten over the fear a little bit. Like my heights, big heights thing used to be roller coasters and I got, got over that. I used to, yeah, I used to be afraid of roller coasters too, but I got rid of I got over that too. Nowadays heights, when I see heights, I get like a weird tingling sensation in my body where I'm just like, No adrenaline, <laughs> adrenaline. See like I see like I can go up heights. I just have to like see like a lot of like my fears I realized like I have to just like I like I'll be afraid, but I have to just not think about it and just nose dive into it, and that's yeah. how I take care of my fear. Just like don't think about it, just like okay, and then like and then like you're doing it, you know, like uh, like I'll <laughs> get nervous, I don't want any things. So I'm like okay, just close your eyes, just plunge through, and you're through. <laughs> like yeah. um, I don't, I was I I don't I don't know if I'd have this still. I used to have like. Like I don't know. Like I think I may have like a, a, a tinge of claustrophobia as well. Yeah. I don't know if I still have that. Like I, I I don't know how you test that, but like it was just like it. Put it, yourself it, like, in a corner with some things in front of you. <laughs> just like just like, start screaming. Oh. Just start screaming. Oh, oh, oh. Like, but uh, I remember like because like I, I remember it happened one time in middle school. You know, like you're like I was over one of my friends' houses. It, it was like you know it was. It was it was us, us like four guys and like and like and three of them just like dog piled on me and like I was just like underneath the pile and I had like a mini panic attack because like because like it was just like I was just so like closed in and shit it just, it just really bothered me you know yeah so I don't know if I still have that problem but like it I should like I I, I don't know like I, I it's, it's definitely something I, I gotta consider <laughs> yeah it's something to look out for you know. Yeah, next thing I know, I'm like, it's locked me in a smart. I'm like, <laughs> I start like breathing heavy. So that's why I used to be like, kind of like, always like, kind of like nervous about doing like, um, tanning booze or like tanning beds, stuff like that. I see in like the movies and shit. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. 
One of the things that I'm nervous about the most, and it's just because it hasn't happened yet, is sleep paralysis. Sleep because, paralysis. like, I, I've never had it, you know? And no, I keep hearing everybody saying it's, like, the worst fucking thing. No lie. I had, like, my sleep paralysis, like, activate in, like, a dream. Like, I was still, like, I was half awake, but, like, I was having, like, an intense nightmare. And it's one of the scariest experiences I've ever had. Yeah. Like, ever. Because, like... I, like, like in my, like, nightmare, there was, like, something in my room with me, and, like, it, like, was, like, there at my bed, and, like, I was, like, half awake, but, like, I was still, like, asleep, so I was, like, semi-conscious, but, like, my nightmare was still active, so, like, I was trying to get control of my body, but, like, I couldn't move it, so, like, it was just, so I just kind of panicked inside of my brain, and the thing then just, like, in my nightmare kind of just, like, grabbed my, like, mouth and started scratching inside my mouth, so I started, like, panicking, and then, like, I managed to jolt myself awake in, like, the, and, like, finally got, like, autonomy of my body, but Jesus, that was terrifying. Yeah, that is, like, that's some of the scariest shit I've ever heard. Like, I've <laughs> never had that, and it might be because it's... of the fact that I'm a lucid dreamer without mm-hmm. intentionally going into a lucid dream, but, like, gotcha. I'm, I'm a very lucid dreamer. I tell myself all the time in my dream that I'm like, oh, this is just a dream. I, see, you know, <laughs> see, see. So when I was dealing with my, um, uh, when I had, when my mental health was at an all-time low, uh, I, I got, di- I, I got prescribed uh, Lexapro to uh, help me sleep mm-hmm. and also to deal with um, my mental, my mental issue of psychosis. And Lexapro helped me sleep, but it gave me hella intense nightmares and really? hella intense dreams because i can i think that was just like side effect like you're like it just made my dreams all the more vivid or like and at more time well yeah it puts you into a, into a deep sleep and with your yeah. mental health being that low you're ten you tend to you know the negative thoughts tend to come out yeah. so that's yeah, what leads to the one, nightmare one of the one of the scariest nightmares i ever had when i was on lexapro was uh I had woken up, and well, like, and I woke, I woke up in the dream, you know, like you know, when you're in a dream, your eyes open, like I'm, and, like, you know, I don't know I'm in a dream yet, but you know, like you're in a dream, and like you're just like it goes from dark to like, bam, I'm there, yeah. And um, the uh, I was laying in my bed, and I was, and I was facing my TV, and there's my door, and then I realized something, like wait a minute, there's a second door on like my fucking like left side, and like like a door that should not be there and the door itself just kind of opened and like a tall black figure with like a pure Holy black shit. dog's head and red eyes came out and i was just like uh and it just fucking like lunged at me and i woke up and i was like shit and i was dealing with that i was dealing with stuff like that like almost every night because like, i still because i still needed the medication but like oh my god that was terrifying like i literally like i like i literally had to like stop taking it for a day because like the nightmares were just too much that is horrifying yeah it was was just like conscious and like honestly like i feel like i have like as someone who like honestly i worry that like i have a brain that just is overactive i feel like i have like an overactive imagination for this kind of stuff because like i have like uh like what's the word? like I like as someone who like the like writes and makes a lot of stuff like I feel like I always like I literally just have like insane monster d- images just pop in my head sometimes and yeah. like and it's, it's and then I, I feel like 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 that like was not like a great mix for someone who had like nightmares and like going to deep sleep. it was it was just it was it was it was just though it was a weird time for me sleep wise yeah my overactive imagination leads to a lot of dreams but it's usually like. It's usually good dreams that I have mainly. <laughs> I don't really get too many nightmares these days. You're like, but I like, get to have happy sleeps. Malik just falls into a vortex of terror. Dude, my dreams, my dreams fuck with me. All right, this is like an actual legitimate thing, and this ju- this just happened last week too. But um, I back when I was in high school, I used to like, you know, my mom would wake me up in the morning and stuff like that, and say, "All right, you got to get ready for school." I'd fall back to sleep, dream that I got my whole fucking self set up. Like I got out of bed, went into the bathroom, I fucking wet my hair so it looked good for the day. I brushed my teeth and all that. Then all of a sudden, I hear my mom yell, "Like you need to get up," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "I did," <laughs> you know, like. And when I say that this legitimately happened last week, one of my employees called me while I was sleeping. I woke up and I answered the phone and he was telling me um, about an issue that we were having at the store 
where he dropped an he dropped one of the items on the floor and it had a little crack in it. And I dreamt I like fell back to sleep while he was explaining it. And I had a dream that I told him like, all right, it's fine. You know, just put it back on the shelf. If anything, anybody says anything, we'll give him 10% off for shop worn stuff like that. And all I hear is hello, hello. <laughs> I woke up and I'm like, yo. And then he explained it to me again. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally just told you in my head. It's like you're, it's like you're stuck in the matrix or something. It is. It's really it fucks with me constantly. Oh my god, that's that's amazing. Oh man, but uh, yeah, I I have I see my dreams like like what will happen is like stuff from the outside world will worm its way and like kind of camouflage itself in my dream. So it just, I just think it's part of my dream. Like, yeah. uh, like I remember one time I fell asleep on the school bus on my way to school and like, literally like I was at like my home within like a violent earthquake to start shaking my home. Like what is happening? I then like later on woke up and realized that I was leaning my head against the bus and like the bus just came across like a bumpy part of the street. So it was like yeah. boom, 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 boom. And that worked its way into my dream as an earthquake. Um, in, um, in my, uh, in another time is when I had an alarm set for um, uh, my alarm clock and I had a dream where I forgot where I had a dream, but like, I, like wherever I was, it came off as like a fire alarm wherever I was. So like, I just thought, Oh, it's just a fire alarm. So I don't need to wake up or like leave this dream or like, or, like that's what my subconscious did to me. And I woke up like, Oh, huh. My alarms are going off for all this time. That was what that was. Huh? Yeah, it's 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 interesting. That is interesting. But uh, yeah, dreams, man, dreams. I'm looking up more urban legends now because I'm just curious, man. Ghost stories really get me fucking fueled and around this time of year, like another one we got. Uh, apparently, we got Betsy Ross is also um uh, here in Philly too. Her ghost. Really? If you, if you go, yeah, if you go into her house, you go into the basement. Apparently, you can see her on the gr- on the basement floor weeping for her children she lost. Holy shit. <laughs> that's crazy yeah. I'm looking up like the top 10 urban legends right now and number one they ranked as Bloody Mary and that just led me to think like you know we're we're as kids you know you're doing that shit and you don't really think of it as like an urban legend of just like you know somebody that had passed away and the, like it's, it isn't until you get older that you start to realize like shit this person had a life and like you know they died and they came back do you know which one I love um you ever heard of uh the man from another dimension who went to a Japanese airport no so there's this man from this other from another dimension who like had who well like this is well this is the story a man comes to an airport and he's like detained he's being detained because apparently his like passport's like really weird mm-hmm. and he says and it looks official too and they can't like prove it's fake but he says like yeah, he's, where are you from I'm from Torrid and like they're like the fuck is Torrid like there, there's no place called Torrid yeah he's like, he's like no but I'm from this place called Torrid like and he shows it and he shows like, his ID and all that stuff and all this official looking stuff like that's not really like, they come up we're gonna show you to a map and they show him to a map they like, point to where Torrid is and he looks at it, and he's like genuinely fucking confused like the hell what kind of map do you guys got here like this like Torrid's not on here but I that's where I'm from and and they're all just like like it's this place you're saying isn't real we can't find any record of it and he's like no but that's where i'm from and again all of his stuff looks for the most part official and they can't really like prove that he's like lying about it i think like i can't remember the full detail. i think maybe he had his like his own map or something and like said like he like had in that he had it like he was able to like uh he was able to like uh like point to it on his map i can't remember that all the way about that he was he, that but like you, you're you're stepping into mandela effect territory right now gotcha but uh it's uh it's it's uh i know i don't i i don't know how true this is but like this is all took place like the 1950s but uh he then like after like more investigating they didn't find that the man just disappeared really and, like and like they like there's like just no trace of him yeah that's like that's that's a prime case of the mandela effect only that's a little bit more of an intense case because like he actually had like the map that was different and stuff like that he was able to pinpoint where it was and stuff like that but the man you you know what the mandela effect is right I'm not, I've heard of it before, but I'm not too aware of like the proper definition of it. So the Mandela effect is basically when people remember something that was different than what it actually was. And the idea behind it is that it was, there's another universe that blended in at some point in time and Mm -hmm. fixed it. One of the most common cases of it is the Berenstain Bears. Um, 
A lot of people. You mean the Berenstain Bears. That's what I'm talking about. It, look <laughs> it up. It is the Berenstain Bears. Wait, what? It's not the Berenstain Bears. It's the Berenstain Bears. What the hell? Did you look it up? Yeah. Wait a minute. No, it was the Berenstain Bears. No, it's wait been the Berenstain Bears this whole time. But there is a group of people like yourself that believe it was the Berenstain Bears. That in itself is the Mandela effect. What the fuck? Like you just witnessed it firsthand, ladies and gentlemen. You and everybody, those <laughs> in between and beyond. You literally just witnessed Malik go through the Mandela effect. What is, what is happening? <laughs> There's another there's another instance that a lot of people are trying to figure out. There was a movie that a lot of people claimed to exist starring Sinbad and it was called Shazam. Um but a lot but when you when you go to look it up, it's actually a movie called Kazam with let me pull it up here. With Shaq. Um or not Shaq. Is it Shaq? Yeah, it's Shaq. So the movie so a lot of people will be like um, oh, you know about that movie Shazam? And they'll be like, are you talking about Kazam with Shaq? And they're like, no, there was a movie with Sinbad called Shazam. And people are like dead set in their own fuck. Like, I shouldn't even say dead set in their own ways. They genuinely believe that this movie existed, but it didn't. Not even Sinbad knows if it's real at this I'm point. To, I'm about to have an existential crisis. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The well, fucking, I'm not kidding, dude. It was always the Berenstain Bears the entire time. Kazam movie Sinbad. My brain is like breaking. I could have swore. Sinbad Shazam: The Strange Case of a Movie That Didn't Exist. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kazam shows up. Like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, the exact definition of the Mandela effect. I'm about to pull it up. The Mandela effect is a phenomenon in which a person or a group of people have false or distorted memories. Some believe that the Mandela effect is proof of alternate realities, while others blame it blame it on the fallibility of human memory. But like some people genuinely believe that like, you know, this the, these things existed in another dimension, but at some point in time you got moved over to this reality. Like, you know, and it, like, a lot of people will believe that, like, you know, if you believe in the Berenstein Bears, that you came from a reality where it was called the Berenstein Bears. But you got moved at some point in time without you knowing you got moved over to the reality where it's now the Berenstein Bears. Oof, that, 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 that's that's why. Get moving off of, like, all the realities <laughs> to fucking give my brain a rest. fucking freak Malik out here. <laughs> yeah, my brain's actually like, but I remember, like, what is, what is happening? Um... There was another story I heard. This, this isn't an urban legend. This was like an actual like unsolved like death situation. Um, um, let me pull, look up her name again. Um, I remember seeing this also because this was like wild. Uh, her name. This is the death of Elisa Lamb. Uh, she was staying at a hotel in Los Angeles, and um, everything was fine. Like she called her parents. I know she's all safe and good. And, like everything just seemed okay. Yeah. Um. She. Uh. She. A few days later. Um, some hotel com- starts getting complaints of like erratic behavior and stomping, and there was a very like famous like clip of her that was released by the police in the investigation of her like in an elevator, and like she's like ducking and like looking out, and like looks like she's yelling at apparently nothing, and it's like, well, what the hell? Um, another few days go by, and guests start um reporting that they like uh, are getting like a black ink their water is like black and inky and like and smells bad and what like isn't fuck? right um they the hotel manager then goes up to, up to the roof and check like the um the um water uh um like the water container thing that has the water in it and inside they found her decomposing body oh my god and they to this day have like no idea like what the hell went on here wow yeah it's like it's 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 like what <laughs> that is crazy yeah i remember i, looked, I, I don't know if they if there was any updates ever on but I remember when i looked into it it was just like uh what <laughs> like again like some wild again some wild stuff happens world and it's like it's and again like everyone i think everyone's like trying to like look over that like um that footage of her it's like crouching and like apparently yelling and talking to something or someone just, yeah like, no one can piece it out piece it out what it was oh man 
Shit like yeah. that really gets me like, ooh. It's like, oh. I'm like, it's oh, dab- it's, a, it's a dabble on the, on the morbid and the macabre. It's like, Jesus Christ. Again, like, I, yeah. I always feel like we as people are a little, always a bit more, like, fascinated and, like, just drawn to the more, like, macabre things and the more, like, um just the more, like, darker aspects of, like, what yeah. could be out there, which is why it's always a tad more just, like, it's it's interesting. A little, you get a little bit of adrenaline rush when you flirt with that danger a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's crazy. Um, did you hear that the uh, the, the that they actually confirmed who the Zodiac killer was? Yes, yeah, so and that he died in twenty eighteen. Some guy named Gary. Is <laughs> 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 his name really Gary? It was, some, it was some. I think so. Hold on. Uh, it was some <laughs> some dumb name. Hold on. The Zodiac Stewart. Gotta say, eating candy corn on a podcast, that's a new for me. I love it. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to see I'm trying to see what his name is. That's right, I'll wrap it here a little yes, bit. Yes, Gary oh. No, Gary Francis Post. Ah, there we go. <laughs> his name was Gary Francis Post was a Zodiac killer. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man's name is just yeah. Gary. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like again, one of one of the so there goes one of the greatest unsolved mysteries in uh, in in America. And like here come here come the documentaries. Here come yeah. the, the media. Like, oh my yep. god. Every true crime podcast is guys. Ooh, they're having a field day with that one. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Which uh, do you have like a favorite like unsolved like murder or unsolved like case? I actually don't know too too many. Um, uh, my my absolute favorite. Uh, I so like I was a big fan of uh, like one of my favorite video games of all time is La Noire. I yeah. love La Noire so much. Um, L.A. Noir acts in, in the game L.A. Noir. You go through desks, and each desk is based around different crimes. The first desk is the um um uh the 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 tutorial desk is um patrol. This is the patrol beat. The second um desk is auto crimes and um uh and vehicular um crimes. And then the second desk, this was my personal favorite, is the homicide crimes, where you're trying to track down a serial killer. Um, in that, in, and they're all, it's all like one, they all appear to be like one-offs, but it's all, it's like, it revealed that it's like, they are, they are connected through some way. And you've, and, and the main, like, like draw of the storyline is that you're trying to track down the man who committed the Black Dahlia murder. Yeah. The Black Dahlia, um, is, was the murder of Elizabeth Short, I believe in the, um, Los Angeles area, uh, where, a um so again this uh, content warning for a more screenish viewers but this gets a little uh, this gets a little graphic um she uh she was found in a like lot not too long ago um a mother was walking her child um outside and she saw something that she thought oh that's weird it must be a mannequin and then she got closer to it and realized that's not a mannequin and like called the police oh shit and, um, the man and like I almost said the mannequin. Uh, Elizabeth Short was found. Uh, she was cut in two, like from the waist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a Glasgow smile cut into her face. Um, she had her there were chunks <clears throat> of her flesh were cut off. Uh, her intestines were removed and then folded and placed under her like legs. And uh, not too far from the lot, a trash bag was found filled with her blood. Holy shit. And this, like, to this day is, like, like I don't think it's solved, but, like, so many things have made this. Like, it's one of the most famous, like, unsolved cases in, like, all of American history. Spider-Man Far From Home references it. L.A. Noir makes it the crux of a plot. Um, there's a movie about it. Uh, it's American Horror Story did, did a reference to it. It's it's one of my – it's this – it's so fascinating to me because it's just so violently brutal. Yeah. But also – it's just, like, damn, like, who, like, what kind of monster did this? <laughs> like, Jesus. Like, yeah, like, I, L- uh, what's that? Go ahead. L.A. Noir had. I love how L.A. Noir does it because L.A. Noir, like you find, like it's so like creepy because in L.A. Noir, when you finally track down her killer, you come to like this abandoned house that's in a church, and you just find like a tub with dried blood Ooh. and all these instruments, and then your partner just goes, your partner just shake. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. your partner just shakes and just goes, "This is where he did it." 
this is where it happened. And then you have to like chase him through the tunnels and he has a shotgun and it ends with a shootout in the, in the cemetery and you like can't tell where he is. He's blasting tombstones. Like, Oh, oh my God. God. It's one of my, like, I, I, there's a reason Elena War was in my top 10 games of all time. And yeah. that sequence alone is like in there. It's so good. That is nuts. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't really look to. I don't really look into unsolved murders on, as much as I probably should because that stuff is really interesting. Yeah, you should. Well, not you say. I like to say should. Like you, you're just worried about serial killers now. No, it's just like that. A lot of stuff like that is really interesting to me now. Mm. I'm getting. I'm getting into a point where I'm unlocking a bunch of like horror aspects in myself yeah. that weren't there originally. But like, congratulations, you've achieved God. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Basically, but like, um. The one murder that I didn't, st- I just recently started looking into that was the chart was the Manson murders because uh, that makes sense of like because some of, of stuff Once Upon into. a Time in Hollywood. If you were to ever, I feel like if you were ever to get into a like murders, that would definitely be the murders that you would get into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, is I haven't looked ma- too deep into it, but because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I started investigating it a little bit so I can understand the movie better, obviously. But like. Yeah. It's just crazy because, like, the, the stuff that went down, like, they went into Stall Ranch and stuff like that. They took advantage of a guy who was blind and old and, you know, like, basically, like, it, it's literally just like it is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, there was the one girl who, or the one redhead girl who was sleeping with uh, the, the guy, the owner of Stall Ranch to keep him yeah. occupied so that they could live there perfectly fine. It was, like, crazy, man. I love in Once Upon a Time too. They just like they don't. They really like take their time to build up to like Charles and like they like they keep like name dropping him. I think you see him like one time, but like they. Keep, There's only like, one they... scene that you see him. He pulls up in an ice cream truck and asks if yeah. Sharon Tate's or is he asks if um not Sharon Tate. He asks if um who who's the guy that she was with? I'm trying to remember his name. He was a director. He. I I know you talk. I can't remember. Fuck. It, like, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Same. But it's like oh my god. Um, I gotta look this up now, but go ahead, continue with what you're saying. But uh, yeah, it's like I, just like I, I find it funny that Quentin Tarantino literally like made Once Upon a Time as like his Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. I didn't even have to look it up. I just looked up Sharon Tate, and I just immediately thought in my head Roman Polanski. (laughs) I I, I find it so funny that like they literally like Quentin Tarantino literally thought I want to write my own like Manson murders fan fiction. Yeah, seriously, one where like (laughs) you know Sharon Tate survives just completely changed the universe. Yeah, it's like okay, and then like we literally follow Sharon Tate around and like shit and like just like see her life. I'm like, oh, okay, strange. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is that like you know Manson was supposed to he he went up to Roman Polanski's house because he had a script that he wanted to show him. And uh, Polanski wasn't home, just like it was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He wasn't home, so he left. And then for some reason, he just came back to. I guess he wanted to. I think he wanted to kill Roman Polanski. If I know, if I if I know that mm-hmm. well enough, mm-hmm. but he ended up just going with Sharon Tate instead. He killed um, Sharon Tate. The uh, the guy she was with, the, like the friend, I forget his name. I know one of the girls was like the heir to the Heinz fortune, like Heinz catch. No, it was uh, not Heinz. It was Folgers. Uh, mm. She was the heir to the Folgers fortune, the, he- the Folgers coffee. And um, she ended up dying too. It was just crazy. I just thought about the scene once to my time Holly when they first stopped by. He's like, he's like, we look at you, you piece of shit, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, you fix your fucking muffler. Like, Next time you want to come down to private room, fix your fucking muffler. <laughs> that was so oh good. man, that movie's so fucking good. I love that movie. I, and I like uh, the guy who breaks in to when he when he has um uh, um Brad Pitt's character at gunpoint. He go he goes um uh, he 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 says the line that I think he actually says too when he does when he does I, I think he says it when he murders him he's like I'm the devil I, and I'm coming yeah. to do the devil's work yeah yeah I was like oh shit <laughs> like, that was an gets, actual line from the Manson murders yep yeah then he gets like then they get like brutally murdered by Brad Pitt and I dog. know <laughs> oh Dude, my god the, the novelization the of that movie turn. confirmed that Cliff Booth actually did kill his wife oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> got away with it yeah i was i was i see i don't know i like the fact that it's very open-ended whether or not he did yeah i like to think that it's open-ended too but yeah the novelization apparently did just confirm it recently oh my god that scene where like um uh, he first comes to charles manson's ranch and just like the tenseness of this like 
of like I I want you to fix the tire, and he's just like I ain't gonna do it. He just beats the shit. Well, yeah, out of because dude. it's like this entire fucking cult has taken over Stall Ranch, and all of them are just giving him dirty looks the entire fucking time. Yeah. And then like he gets he goes to talk to George. He t- I think it's George Stall. Um, he he goes to talk to him, and he fucking like um. You know he's talking to him and stuff like that. Nobody wanted him to talk to talk to the guy in the first place, but they yeah, let him. Yeah. And then like he fucking comes out and they like you know slash his tire and stuff like Tarant- that. Tarantino Tarantino has to work in his weird foot fetish too by having her literally point to George Stall with her foot. Oh yeah, I know. But like um, but like the scene, but like when they slash his tire, like he makes the one guy change it. It's like so just like oh my, it's so tense. He's like oh crap, like and the other the rest of the family's coming up soon. You're like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> like, like what's gonna happen? Like what's gonna happen? Like it's 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 so good. You know it's getting a spinoff, right? We're getting a, Bounty Loss, which is getting its own show. Yeah, I know that's really cool. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, it's exciting. But yeah, oh my now, god, I've been calling it Stall this entire time. It's Spawn, Spawn, Spawn okay. Ranch. Okay. I apologize to anybody that was probably screaming at me the entire time. Like, you're fucking this up. You say you led into those murders. I'm human. All right. I make mistakes. It's Spawn Ranch. Gotcha. Bounty, Bounty Law is still... They said... They said Tarantino's working on it, but it's, uh, apparently it's still a few years away. It will be five episodes, and Tarantino will write and direct all five of them. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. exciting. I think well, he's got good. one movie left out of his... Because uh, he... Quentin Tarantino said he was only going to make a certain number of movies. Like, it was, like, nine. Mm. But he's got one movie left. Curious as to what he's going to do. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I I still need to sit and watch Django. I heard that's, like, like, romantic. I've never seen it. I've heard that's really good, too. I need to sit and watch it. I need to watch a lot more Tarantino movies. Same. Like, you know what what people are going to see? I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I've seen Pulp Fiction. I've seen all of Kill Bill. Um, I I saw Kill Bill Volume 1. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's about it. In I've seen, yeah, I've seen once upon a time. I saw parts of Inglorious Bastards. I need to see that movie yeah, too. Yeah, I didn't see all of it, but like, uh, but yeah, that I one is that. another alternate universe, apparently. Oh my god, um, jeez, that makes sense. Um, another one that um, uh, that another thing uh, that reminds me of. Have you ever heard of the movie Overlord? No, dude, it's a real. I think you'd like it. It's a really sick, like, no, it's not. It it kind of feels like indie horror, but it's a period piece set during World War Two, mm-hmm. where like a a group of soldiers um uh, drop down into a drop they drop down into a into a um a French town and they find out that the Nazis have been experimenting on them, and essentially they've been making them into like fucking like crazy like like Nazi like Nazi zombies. They've been they're making zombies. Essentially. It's like a zombie horror flick, and it's like it's but like the zombies are like like sentient and like can talk and stuff and it's really fucked up like there's just, oh my god there's there's some really good like pres- use of prosthetics in this it's really brutal really violent really fucking cool um uh it's 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 it, it not only is it it's got the heart of a war movie but it's got like the horror and action of just like a messed up zombie flick it's really cool i think you'd really enjoy it that is really cool should, should definitely add it to the list man because I, I again like yeah over, what's it overlord. called again oh overlord o- okay. overlord it's really fucking good with a really like brutal just like zombie fight too it's uh ooh, i'm uh um uh what's his name um wyatt russell i'm uh john john walker's in it and he's really good oh really yes that's awesome He's one of the leading guys. Uh, there's one of my favorite lines too in the movie when I'm uh, they, this older guy is like surrounded by um, uh, a bunch of Nazis. He just goes, "Hmm, any you krauts got a cigarette?" <laughs> 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 they all have guns on them. It's so <laughs> funny to me. Any you krauts got a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, period piece horror is great because like uh, it's just like oh yeah, you don't got your technology to beat the monster now. Yeah, <laughs> what seriously. are you gonna do? That's why I heard um, there's a movie out there called The Witch. I've heard is really good, which is set during like like colonial times. It's oh, about really? like a witch like harassing and like messing with this one man. I hear is really good because like uh, I forgot what podcast I was listening to, but like um, uh, some someone said like yeah, back in the old days, terrible time to be a person. Terrible time to be a person. Great time to be a monster. <laughs> great time to be a monster <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man that's it's uh, I, i'm gonna I, 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 I got my own like horror stuff i gotta like start like working through and watching yeah i'd like to i i'm i can't wait till like tim's in florida right now but i can't wait till he gets back so that he can uh we can have get back on our horror movie binge i tried to do it without him by having him tell me what movies to watch the only one i got to was killer clowns from outer space because we had aw on wednesday um, gotcha. and then we had like, and then I was busy yesterday. 
Yeah, definitely try to work in Overlord on that. Um, in that one. Yeah, I definitely uh, will. Another one of my favorite. So, uh, going back to like the more spooky stuff. Another one of my favorite, just like uh, unsolved serial killers, guys. I just think the concept is so just like ludicrous. Um, you ever heard of the Axeman of New Orleans? No. So there was this guy who would like write letters to newspapers and stuff like that, and he would say, um, look, he he would say, look, I love jazz, and if I don't, so I'm gonna be walking the streets in New Orleans tonight. And if I don't hear jazz coming from your house, I'm going to walk in and axe you to fucking death. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and sure enough, there were, like, several people whose house was broken into, and they were, like, wow. axed to death. And sure enough, you would just hear nothing but jazz on the streets of, like, um of new orleans and like he was and he was like very he would write constant like letters in because he was so arrogant saying like the police don't you see you know the police can't catch me because they don't want to catch me because i'm an actual devil and he was like super cocky about it and like i don't think he ever got caught i remember american horror story actually used this serial killer as well for uh season three uh, but I just thought that was such like a. It sounds like a super villain. You're like it's like something on a comic book. It's all like he makes you all play jazz. If you don't play it, he fucking ha- he finds your house and they're not playing jazz and fucking hacks you to pieces. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like that. I'm like that's insane. I forgot what I know. It's like way back when, but like Jesus Christ. Man, that's 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 some crazy shit, man. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, man. That's There's some crazy like, people out there. Yeah, getting into fucking, um, yeah. Remember that too long ago when everyone dressed as a fucking clown? Oh, my God, I know. That was some freaky-ass videos you'd see, you know? People mm-hmm. would dress it up as a clown in the middle of, like, a dark-ass road in, like, the middle of fucking nowhere. they chase yeah. after you and shit. I had a, I remember I had a, I, back when I had graduated, when I was in college, I remember seeing it, like, they would, like, people would post, like, the clowns are coming to this area or this school or this street, and one of them was literally like, uh, like one of them was like a list of high schools that the cons being. One of them was my old high school. I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. I was like, Jesus Christ. I had a couple points where I would walk home late at night because back, I think that was back when I was working at Acme with you, and I would walk home like late at night, eleven at night. I'd actually be on my fucking guard, like to make sure that nobody <laughs> would pop out or anything like that. Yeah, I got, I got you. Yeah. Crazy man. It's, it, 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 yeah, it's a crazy world we live in. Yeah, I'm trying, think, I'm trying to think anything, any any other like spooky stuff we should talk about, or um, uh, 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 like anything. I remember I was looking into them some of the, some of the uh, paranormal games I heard of. What's that? Uh, like some of like the paranormal, you know, stuff like blood, more stuff like Bloody Mary and stuff like that. And, you know, the paranormal like fucked up games you get into. Oh yeah, yeah. The one I there's there's one I think is like really like interesting. It's called uh, it's called Dry Bones, and um, uh, it's. <laughs> So what you have to do is you have to go into like your mirror and you have to like look in your reflection. I think it's either your mirror or your um, it's your mirror or the largest from your house. I can't remember which one, but you have to like go in there. You have to think of no, it's your mirror first. You have to think of a prize, something that you really, really desperately want, something you really want that more than anything in the world, and that's your prize. You then go into the largest room in your house, and you say the game is be, uh, you have to light a candle too and you have to say like the game is i i i, I know you're i know you're there i i i invite you in the presence i invite your presence in your and like, the game has begun and then you have to wait at um and you have to wait at like 3 a.m and then like and then you wait and if you hear a moaning that means the demons in your house and the game is beginning and you have to essentially play hide and seek with this demon if the demon doesn't find you within the hour then you win, and you have to go to the largest room in your house again and say, the game is over, you must leave now, and the demon will leave, and the next morning, your prize will be waiting for you. Holy shit. Yeah, and then it was like, I was wondering, and no one asked, though, what happens if you lose? And then like, yeah. I was like, uh, maybe the demon's to really get spoiled, like, ah, oh, I found you. All right, oh, I'm leaving you. now. All right, I'm leaving now. Bye. <laughs> this, is, this is fun. What well, can I really say? Chill. I'm a demon. I do shit like that. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, I thought I thought that was just a really creepy sounding game. There's another one. Um, there, there's another one that I think is like really weird. Like apparently it'll send you to another dimension. You have to like go into an elevator, and um, you have to like press a certain set of like. But I'm I'm never doing this one because it's the the concept just scares me too much. But like you have to press like a certain set of buttons in an elevator. Yeah. And it was eventually when you press it, um, like. 
a girl will walk into the elevator with you and she'll ask you where you're going. You must not talk to her. You must not look at her. You just do not acknowledge her. You just keep <laughs> doing it. The elevator will essentially take you to like a, a, a top floor and you have to like um and you have to like and you'll essentially you'll be apparently in another dimension. Like the lights will be dimmer, the sky will be red, it'll look like the world, but it'll be different in lots of different in different ways. And you can go back by you have to like press the the sequence of buttons again, but like backwards. But you have to press it fast because it will try to take you back to the dimension, and you have to like press it again, and they'll return here. I'm like, yeah, no, oh, I man. like I like I I'm terrible with that kind of thing. I can like I would I would be stuck in the other dimension. Dude, same. Like I'll try I to be able to help my... but look. Like, huh? Like you said, you can't look at the person. Yeah, you can't look. You can't acknowledge them. Just like stare forward. I, I, wouldn't, do not... be, I wouldn't be able and to they... do it. And they would talk to you, and they would say something. There's one of there's one where um, uh, you have to go into a, your closet and say something, and like you have to be careful because if you don't, if you're not quick enough, you'll be pulled back in the darkness by the demon, or like, and also your closet will be fully haunted now. It's oh just, shit! It, oh, like it's there's, there's just a lot. Man, that's some crazy shit. You know what also like scares me too? Like some of the stuff I've heard about, about like the sea. Like, whoa, like oh that's God, like yeah, that's all because like God knows what's out there. Cause I, again, I think I said in the podcast last time we explored the sea for a little while, and then we decided to go check out space. So yeah. what the fuck did we, we find in the sea? Oceans yet? <laughs> yeah, like uh, I think the one story I heard that really like kind of freaked me out was like it was this old like Japanese story, and like I forgot what they're called, but like you have to give it like. It's like this giant. From what it look, it's like a, it looks like a giant, just like shadow upright, and it has like these big eyes, and it would like tear ships apart. And if, if you're, and imagine it's being at sea, just seeing that shit, it's up on yeah, the sea, and nuts. like, and what you had to do was you had to make sure you had a barrel with no like bottom with it, because then you would give it to the the creature, and the creature would just be confused by it, <laughs> and then that was your chance to sail away. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Let me see if I can look this up. That's crazy. Yeah, it, just, it was just a lot of stuff like that one. Japanese. Well, there's even stuff like the Bermuda Triangle and shit like that, oh, you God. know? Where boats and fucking airplanes and shit just go missing. Yeah. I always wonder, like, what's 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 going on in there? Yeah, for real. There, it, yes, here it is. It's called an Umibuzu. It's kind. It's kind of hard to pronounce Umibozo, but like this image alone just like really creeped me out. I'm about to send it to you. Well, there you go. Like, just imagine you're at scene, just like that. <laughs> Let's see here. Holy shit! Yeah, it's just like that, and it's just like what? That is nuts. Yeah, it's a it's a bucket or a barrel. Yeah, it's uh, appears to sailors on calm seas, which quickly turn tumultuous. Either breaks the ship on emergence, or demands a bucket or barrel from sailors to proceed to or proceeds to drown them. The only safe way to escape an umibozo is to give it a bottomless barrel and sail away while it is confused. Oh wow! Yeah, it just looks so creepy too. Yeah, that is really creepy. Just it's just how it's just like black. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything else you want to bring up? Nah, I got nothing else. This is uh, yeah. this was yeah, a this really is... spooky episode. Yeah, this I'm, was, I'm not this gonna lie. And we got more spooky, spooks, spooky, spook, spook, scary stuff to come. Yeah, if you guys enjoyed that, be sure to let us know via the Facebook and Twitter at Hot's yes. Podcast. Or no, 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 it's Boo. It's a podcast. Well, the show is Boo, It's a Podcast, but, we, yeah. you know, we're still at Hot It's a Podcast on all, all of our social media. Yeah. I was thinking, should we just change the names for, like, social media for a little bit, or, like... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right, gotcha. But, yeah, if you guys enjoyed, if you guys enjoyed this, you want us to, you, you want us to keep going? We, I mean, we're going to keep going whether you like it or not, oh, yeah, because yeah. That's, that, that's been our plan for the entire month, but, like... You're riding the ride now. Welcome yeah, you guys to- are... You guys are stuck now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you enjoyed it, be sure to let us know via the Twitter or the Facebook or just through reviews, even through like Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. We appreciate all the support. Yes, of course we do. Please follow the Twitter. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're not going back to that. Please. <laughs> Please. We need it. Please. <laughs> All right, oh everybody, we hope you have a good night, good day, good afternoon, wherever you are. Hopefully you guys really enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode of Boo! It's a Podcast.
Boogity boo. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>